As humans, we start off learning everything about our world through the eyes of those around us. With that being said, comparing ourselves to others is ingrained in our social culture. The tricky thing is about this fact is that the effects of self-comparison can have a negative impact on our mental health. Our Matrix mentor, Carlos de la Playa, is going to share with us how we can stop getting trapped in comparison and authentically step into our power. Carlos is a life coach who advocates for mischief, self-expression, spirituality, and play. Coach Carlos is also a member of the LGBTQ and stands for how magical life can be once you can accept yourself. Follow our show and bookmark our podcast so you don't miss out on our fantastic Matrix mentors. Carlos, it's awesome to have you on the show. Can you tell us about your mission and your passion? Oh my God, what a beautiful intro. Thanks for having me here, Samantha. Um, Yeah, I'm deeply, deeply devoted to learning how to expand my capacity for aliveness to expand my capacity for expression and i really believe that the more that i'm able to do that for myself the more i'm able to support others and i really stand for a world where it's safe to express ourselves and in many ways um not just being loud and extroverted but also like the parts of us that are sticky introverted mystical weird and learning how to integrate that as part of like the magic that we offer this world. That's really is my mission is unlocking that within myself and sharing those codes with anyone who feels called to go on that quest with me too. I love it. And I love your verbiage too. You, you remind me to be whimsical about life when you say like quest and the hero's journey. Can yeah. You- <laughs> Can you bring us back in time to to life when you started living authentically? Yeah, um, I guess that depends how you define authentically. But like for me, there was a moment so or a few a series of moments in my life, uh, core memories that I had a sort of flip of a switch in which I decided to choose, 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 choose myself to really not sacrifice myself and and water myself down for the sake of others, right? Um, And I've always been fascinated by self-expression, iconic people, artists, you know, people that were unafraid to be judged. I've always been super fascinated by that. And, um, but all my life I've been a people pleaser all my life and sometimes it still shows up right like i don't want people to think i'm perfect i'm doing the work still um and in college is when i sort of started to take more risks i started to like i joined a fraternity and then i took on various leadership positions but i was still in the closet with my sexuality um and i'm a gay man for those of you who couldn't uh guess (laughs) and after college i started traveling like with this retreat company like this spiritual sort of self-development retreat company um that honestly was a little culty but like it within within that community i did um come out of the closet and and something about coming out of the closet with the one thing you're most afraid of people knowing about you like makes it a lot easier to like come out of the closet in other areas of our life too and i believe that most people like in our society are taught to be closeted not just in their sexuality but you know even straight people right like if they have too much sexual energy whatever the fuck that even means like they're taught to suppress it if people are too spiritual too mystical too artistic they're taught to suppress it people people are are categorized as like um having mental disorder and and given labels like adhd depression anxiety disorders uh, because they're different than like what society wants and so the system that we're in is sort of designed to keep us in this box and whenever we like leave that box they like crack a whip over us to like get back in line right you know, and so people are living closeted in the way they dress, in the way they speak, in in the jobs that they tolerate. In uh, people are dating, and when they're dating, they're like, "How can I impress this person?" 
which instead of being like, how can I be so radically myself that I repel people who don't love me and I attract people who do, right? And like, so, so many people are so focused on closeting their magic and, and, and people think that their magic is like just this love and light, like amazing gift. But sometimes your magic isn't how you navigate your relationship to yourself in the sticky times when you're feeling darkness, when you're in your shadow. I love, I love where you're coming from. And you just, you, you're like a poet with how you describe it. It truly resonates with me. Um, growing up, my parents, I was born uh, from lesbian couple and I was born from artificial insemination. So I was like in the forefront with a new way that people were having children and seeing my family have their own stories of being in the closet. And like seeing like my parents are like completely opposite. Like my birth mom was like, I'm, I'm gay. I'm here. Like deal with it. And then my other parent was like, nobody has to know what I like to do because she had an adverse reaction from her family members. But to bring it into the scope of the entire condition of the world, I completely agree with you. We're having, there's so much language around being too much. But ironically, the things that, you know, if an average person were to dress very flamboyant and like go to school they might get teased as a youth but when we look at who we find iconic it's ironic that the celebrities that we admire they're completely themselves as flamboyant as they need to be as they want to be but we worship that but when we see an average person like that it is as if they crack the whip and say get back in line why do you think that we worship people that have that genesis qua that we want to have but shun it within ourselves oh such a juicy question my hunch and my theory and to anyone listening to this please take what resonates leave the rest behind i'm not here to enroll you into my dogma right but like um i think when we repress our own shadow like when we when we reject ourselves and we're not willing to do that work anytime that we see someone who has accepted themselves it's going to trigger like this defense mechanism of like oh my god they're reminding me of what i want and i'm not ready to own that i want that so let me just put them back in line whereas a celebrity someone who's iconic first of all because they're a celebrity we kind of like or at least society as a whole tends to see them as like alien they're not even like real people so they're they're there for entertainment for most people and so it's easy to use that as an excuse like oh they're a special one percent human that like was at the right place at the right time and um because they had all this privilege and all this money and all these things then you know it was easy for them to be themselves but like we don't know that and actually most celebrities like they they came face to face with like that part of society that was trying to oppress them and they kept choosing themselves and that's you know i think that's also why we celebrate them too because i i think unconsciously it's in our nature to want to express it is it really is we have a a a child inside of i mean think of how we are when we're born up until society starts giving us the rules, beliefs, and programs, right? Like, we are naturally curious and naturally very self-trusting. And um, I think it's in our nature to subconsciously want that. And some people, they don't want to own that, so they, they're haters. They're like the internet trolls that all they do is sit behind their keyboard, eating shit, numbing themselves, and like, uh, hating on people, right? You know, and even these celebrities, right? Like a lot, they are idolized and they're also hated, right? So like, you know, I like to think of people like Doja Cat, Bad Bunny. Like there's there's a whole collective of human consciousness that's like hell bent on canceling people and like hell bent on finding where a celebrity fucks up because they want to see them suffer so that they don't feel alone in their own suffering and they can stay the victim and they can prove their beliefs, right? Of like, oh, because I'm suffering, everyone should suffer because the world is hard, right? Like, uh, so haters are constantly finding ways to poke at these people so that they can give away their responsibility and stay the same because they don't want to own that they're why they're where they're at, they're why they're stuck. 
Um, yeah. Um, I totally, I could see exactly where, like, why you would say this, and I totally agree. Another, the other day I was asking my friend, he, I was like, why do you think that having a sense of responsibility can trigger fight or flight in us? And I think that answers the question because we're so used to giving away our responsibility, giving away our power to avoid being the one to have to make that step. We, it's, it's, I think that's why we elect the leaders for, to make decisions that we are all capable of making. Uh, it's weird to me that giving away our power gives us a false sense of security. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that's something that I have yet to really find answers to. And I wonder if there's even a correct answer, but there is a part of me too that kind of does get like turned on by giving my power away. You know, there's a part of me that like kind of likes when other people makes decisions for me because then I don't have to like blame myself if I fuck up. And like the thing about me is, is I'm willing to be honest with myself. And because I'm honest with myself, I actually have more of this quote unquote self-responsibility that people talk about. I have more power because I choose to also own that I'm a fucked up person. <laughs> you know, like I have shadows. I look in the mirror and I'm constantly asking myself, where am I lying to myself? God, you know, spirit, show me where I'm caught up in illusion. And and I'm willing to look at that and I'm willing to feel that. And then sometimes I'm like, all right, God, I just want to live, laugh, love, chill with the lessons, you know? But it's like, I think that's that's why people often look at me like i've noticed recently i don't know if this ever happens to you samantha but like with me uh there are times where like someone might recognize me like out in the world um maybe because they follow my content or they whatever right and um i can kind of feel this sort of like pedestalizing energy like i can feel that they're like oh my god like you're like perfect and and in i almost want to like shake them and be like i'm just as intimidated by you as you are of me like hi uh, the thing is is i i think what makes people like magnetic and what makes people come off as like uh someone who's expressed and confident is that they stop using their darkness their pain as an excuse to hide like you know, I, you can, you can be sad and hold that sadness and love it and nurture it deeply in one hand. And then with the other hand, you could show up for your dreams. You can wear what you want, right? It doesn't have to be either, or it doesn't have to be, I'm sad. Now I must fix myself before I then show up for my dream or, or, uh, I have trauma. Therefore I must fix my trauma before I can like uh, start dating. I hear shit like that all the time. And, and that's part of, that's like one way that we closet ourselves as humans and we deny ourselves aliveness is we, we get caught up in this trap of like, I cannot be seen by other people unless I'm eliminated of shadows. But understand that if you have a ginormous light, then the shadow you cast is actually much bigger. What that means metaphorically, at least to me, is like, if I'm, if I want to shine, then that must mean that I'm also willing to look at a shadow and cast a much bigger shadow. And in fact, if I feel more pain, then I'm also growing my capacity to feel more pleasure. And it, maybe instead of trying to just chase pleasure, I can chase aliveness and aliveness encapsulates pain and pleasure. And people feel that when they're around me, they feel that safety or they're intimidated by me. Right. And like, um, I think people exude that energy when they really walk that talk, when they're really walking the path of the darkness and the light, the way to dawn, the dusk, the part that's right in the middle, the part that's poetic, the part that's like, holy shit. When I listen to a sad song after being dumped, it's the best feeling in the fucking world, right? Like that is what I'm aiming for. Um, and I think that's what everyone's aiming for. Like when a baby cries, they go from crying to laughter, to screaming, to nap time within 10 minutes. 
I, th I think we all want to go back to that simplicity, to that level of self-judgment and ease and existing without constantly filtering our existence through, well, am I following this rule and this rule and this rule and this rule and layers and layers until all you get is a walking shell of rules, um, a walking masks instead of like people who are alive. It's beautiful. I love your perspective. And while you were explaining that, like, I agree with you so much. Like, I, um, I'm, I don't, I'm not a fan of the emotional bypassing of like solely talking about light, 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 because you're like, absolutely true. And I use the same analogy with my friends. The closer to the light we go, the greater our shadow goes, because that shadow gives us depth, it gives us awareness, and it fuels our empathy. Like, we can't be empathetic towards someone unless we have an idea or the ability to be compassionate towards another. And that compassion is usually bred for when we can remember when we were in similar situations like when we remember that we were in pain before um i was thinking like when you were saying that a lot of times we get caught up in trying to create this mastery before we start our dreams and i agree with you we have to run with every emotion and be alive in the dream and live the journey in the dream because every good movie has that pitfall where the the, the main character is challenged right if we watched a movie where there's no challenges in the main character, like we wouldn't even be interested in watching it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand percent, you know, and I love what you said about like, we try to achieve mastery before going on the journey. And like what I'm inviting people to consider is this mastery is achieved on the journey. It's not, you, you, you're not going to learn how to ride fucking bike by watching YouTube videos of people riding bike and talking to a therapist about your trauma of why you don't ride bike like that first of all i'm not saying trauma's real right like my my perspective is can i create the healing can i can i heal and live it doesn't have to like your life purpose isn't to heal your life purpose is to be alive in in whatever it means to say yes to your aliveness right and at least that's what i believe right um and so many people are like well, first, let me study 20,000 research studies and use it as an excuse, like with the other hand, live. And that's just so magnetic. Think about it. Think about it. How magnetic is it when someone's like, even when I'm sad, I'm fucking worthy of living. Even when I'm fucking bored, even when I'm anxious, even when I have trauma, I still deserve love. I still deserve money. I still deserve my dreams. Oh, that is so fucking hot. Like, God damn, my mouth waters thinking of that. Like, that energy is so conducive to creativity. It's so conducive to aliveness. It's so conducive to being your own homie. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, you know, if I'm angry, instead of being like, you shouldn't be angry, I, like, imagine my anger as a person inside of me. And I'm like, hey, anger, like... I'm here to get to know you better and I'm sorry if I've ever rejected you. Like, tell me where I'm not listening. Tell me how I can love you better. Imagine if you talk to your grief, your anxiety, your anger, your depression like that. Would you be more or less confident? Would you be more or less creative? But what happens is, is people are like, I'm sad. Sadness is making me unproductive. And because I'm unproductive, I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of money. Now I need to solve this problem by taking this pill and num 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 and then layers of mask over mask over mask over mask till you just for you think you are the mask and you forget that you're a fucking living breathing sack of flesh an animal that's like that farts and shits and <laughs> orgasms and laughs like we so many people forget that you know <laughs> I love your reminders for it. And I not honestly, uh, you're getting me like your your words are like touching my emotional body and I'm going like this. And I love it because I love that you're welcoming a full spectrum of of feeling but not being controlled by your feelings in the sense that you're not you're saying like you don't have to be stuck because you feel a certain way. And I agree with you like a big thing that I say to my friends that are looking for relationships it's like what can a boyfriend do for you that you can't do for yourself? Well, do you want to look pretty and go out on nice dates? Girl, treat yourself. <laughs> you know? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, so many people want to be treated like royalty in a relationship, yet when they look in the mirror, they treat themselves like a worthless peasant. So you're telling me that you're going to attract someone who treats you like royalty, but you're talking to yourself like you're nothing? That's not how it works. So many people, they're like, wanting to be treated like royalty by their quote-unquote soulmate and yet when they look in the mirror they treat themselves like trash like peasants like the worst of the worst you know and uh, you know because i'm dating right now too and what i find is is that when i really like somebody it reveals to me the parts of myself in which i'm not loving myself yet in which my acceptance hasn't shined yet and it's, it can be so easy in those moments to want the other person to love on those parts for you. And some people might. And when they don't, what then? And that's what I'm looking at. So I'm looking at those parts of myself that come up when I'm dating that are like getting needy and, and, and craving their affection over mine. And I'm looking at those parts and I'm saying, hey, just a reminder, even if they abandon you, I'm here. And I still got you and I want you and I love you. And part of you that's anxious and needy, you're a king. Even when you're needy, you're still a king. I love you. And like, ooh, I got the chills just saying that. And even like a little teary eyed because so many people get buried and never know what that feels like to be able to give that to themselves. And I have that and I know how to give it to people. What a fucking gift. Like my, my child self would look at me now and be like, holy fuck, we're doing that. You know, what a gift, what a gift, what a gift. And everyone has access to it. In fact, if you're listening to this podcast episode right now, and you've listened up until this point, even with the technical difficulties, like, and you're still here, that shows me that you have mirror neurons in your nervous system that know that this is also meant for you. There's just a disconnect between what you believe about yourself and like what your body knows. And your, your work is just to bridge that gap, but you're already doing it by listening to this episode. <laughs> absolutely i love that and it's so true and while you're at this group i'm super curious what what experiences were happening that led you to activate your inner confidence and to step into your true power there was a lot uh this retreat group um there was a lot of in encouraging each other it was a group of people that were obsessed with self-expression in their own way and how they defined it and we were constantly pointing out what we thought our gifts were about each other and we were constantly encouraging experimentation constantly um there was an exercise we used to do uh that sometimes i've guided clients through and it's like it's called the confession exercise and it's where you confess everything you don't want people to know about you If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And what happens is, is um, sometimes we can only experience as much aliveness as like the secrets we hold. So like if, if you're spending so much energy hiding secrets, that's the same energy that's associated with creating and taking up space. So you literally have less energy for connecting with others for expression right so but if you're willing to share with people what you don't want them to know about you in a safe container i don't think you should do that with just anybody but like and you're willing to ruin your reputation on purpose and then still love yourself after you're literally unstoppable like you're literally unstoppable people can try and cancel you and you keep going right like people can send you a hate comment and you're like well i already knew that about myself like you're not triggering me at all like i already knew that i was a fraud you know like you're not triggering me because i know 
and and that's just so powerful so we would do exercises like that um we would constantly play like expression games and mind games that like helped us to like trick the brain into like trying crazy shit um and there was also a component of really nurturing our bodies inside and out but with movement and with food as well that sort of supported our nervous systems in feeling more creative and energized and ready to take up space so a combination of really those three things um and constant like we would like dare each other to do shit like i dare you to go live i dare you to ask for a discount i dare you to you know shit like that um and it was a great experience eventually this organization actually went really dark and started getting manipulative and culty so i left before all of that happened uh but up until that point it was i'm grateful i'm really grateful too and i'm glad that you got out in the nick of time oh yeah yeah i was not down to be on a netflix cult documentary i'll tell you that much <laughs> Um, so what steps did you have to take once you did this confession game and you like claimed yourself? What steps did you have to take to be, get comfortable in this new reality where you were just being super real? Yeah, it can be easy in like self-improvement spaces to only express yourself in those spaces. But where the medicine really happens is can you hold that energy like out in the, the matrix, quote unquote, right? Like can you have, and, and what I tell people is it's like, uh, this metaphor like or this phrase stretch not break so like how can you stretch your expression one to two percent a day a week a month you know going at your pace in a way that doesn't overwhelm or fry your nervous system because it's too much right because my approach is not just skydive out of your comfort zone every day that's unsustainable okay the fight or flight response is very real and it will stop you eventually <laughs> you know but everyone has a different capacity in their nervous system it doesn't make you better or worse you know um and my invitation to people is is like take what you learn from podcasts like this and see and ask yourself like how could i show one to two percent more of myself that i discovered through this podcast this tool this life coach whatever in out in the in the real world right like you know and and how could i have my own back in the process when i fail i think that's like the biggest thing is like people are like oh if i fail i fucked up and i'm like no you're actually gonna fail and you're supposed to fail and you should fail um and but what helps you bounce back from failure is your have your own back muscle so like can you fail and like not beat the shit out of yourself like can you fail and be like i tried i'm in the arena playing the game i'm getting dirty other people are watching me you know and hold space for that and then go again and bounce back quick or are you going to fail and then go into hiding for three to six months until you hire another life coach and then like the cycle begins anew you know like uh so it's a it's a combination of like learning how to stretch yourself and be honest with yourself about what you can handle not over pushing it but not under pushing it and staying cozy and when you do fail having your own back and just bouncing between those two over and over and over again that's so healthy um i remember when i when i was a wrestler um, when I used to lose my matches, I used to get so emotionally distraught. Like, I'd get so upset until, like, one day one of my coaches said, you only lose if you quit. Yeah. And that yeah exactly. So <laughs> I mean, statistically, like, mathematically speaking, if you are getting 1% better, even if it's every month, not even every day, if you're getting 1% better every month and you never stop, it is factually inevitable for you to not hit whatever that goal is. Mathematically, right? Now, if you're staying cozy, but you're telling yourself you're trying, then you're lying to yourself. But if you're overstretching yourself and burning out, who's moving faster? The 1% at a time person who never really stops or the 100% everyday person that burns out every three days and stops for weeks right it's the same thing with wrestling like like your coach said literally you only actually lose if you stop mm -hmm. but if you keep going then you're gonna have more the person who loses more has more wins the person who gets rejected more hears yes more 
they're two sides of the same coin. The person who feels more pain in life also experiences more pleasure. It's, yeah. I love that, that uh, as above, so below vibes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's giving, like, tablets of Thoth vibes or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How can our listeners take steps to find their authentic self right at home? Probably one of the number one things. My hunch is, is your listeners, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but my hunch is, is that the person listening right now is someone who is on their sort of spiritual awakening, self-improvement journey, health, right? And they're like consuming a lot of books and podcasts and they are doing the work and they're taking care of themselves. But there's like this part of them that feels off and, uh, and like disconnected from themselves. If that's the case, my biggest advice to you, listener, is to take a break from the information and to spend as much time with your own thoughts as possible. How I started doing this, because this is really uncomfortable, is uh, one of my clients actually gave me the strategy and it changed my life. My client, right? Like I was coaching him. Um, he goes, oh, whenever I'm driving, if it's less than 20 minutes, I don't listen to anything. I just stay in silence. So it started there. That was my 1%. 20-minute drives or less with no music, no podcast. And what starts happening is you start getting comfortable with being in your own presence and being with your own thoughts. Darkness and light come up. But remember, the more you experience the darkness, the brighter you shine. It's They're both, right? So you'll start to hear sort of glimpses of who you really are, right? Here's another really big one. So pay attention to your body and less your head. Your head is going to do things that make sense. Oh, it makes sense to eat this diet and start this business because it's good, right? And it's like, you're, but it's still following rules. But if you tune into your body, people call this living from the heart. But really what that means to me is like notice what things or what aspects of life make you feel expansion in your nervous system. Or curiosity. Expansion is really any emotion that helps you do more, right? So it might be confidence. It might be peace. It might be sexy. It might be, but pay attention to where you feel expansive and where you feel constricted and trust that instead of trying to force yourself to like something that makes you feel constricted, just make it easy. Find something that makes you feel expanded instead. If your job makes you feel 80% of the time constricted, I got news for you, bestie. Leave that shit. If not, you're going to be in chronic fight or flight. If you're in a relationship and the relationship feels addicting, but really constricting and stressful and constantly on eggshells, I got news for you, bestie, right? To be yourself you're leaning more towards what makes you feel expansive. This doesn't mean feel happy all the time. I didn't say happy. I said expansive. You can find expansion in sadness and in grief and in anger and in joy and in happiness and in confidence. But it's like, pay attention to your nervous system. I imagine like if you're listening to this right now, you're probably already thinking of things. And that voice is subtle. You've got to learn to listen to that voice that's like more subtle and be like, Okay, I'm curious about improv comedy classes and I fantasize about them all the time. My parents say, don't do it. I'm going to do it, right? And follow those little threads and that's when life starts to feel like a quest, like this wizard-like quest. When you watch a movie, you don't know what the ending is before it happens, yet so many of y'all are trying to know what the ending is before it happens, it doesn't work that way. It's not fun. It's crusty. If people are watching the reality TV show of your life, <laughs> you know, no one's going to watch it if you're just reading books only, listening to podcasts only, getting the dopamine hit of this, and then like going back to the same pattern. Like if, 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 if your heart was like inviting you to consider taking a step in a direction, what would that be? And lean into that and trust that. And, and it just, it's a natural unfolding. And for me, I noticed that it's like easy. It's both easy and hard to be myself because when I'm being myself, people are going to try to take from me and take my energy, right? Um, or judge me. 
But when I'm being myself and like that's out of the picture, it's actually a state of ease. It's easy to be me. Like it's easy to have this conversation right now with you because I'm not pretending. I'm not performing. I'm just chatting with my homegirl like we're drinking a virtual cup of coffee and it feels really natural, right? Uh, the content creators, if we're following people on social media or podcasters, whatever, that we're really inspired by, they're, they're following their ease and their expansion, which makes it easy to show up and to take action. I agree. The path of least resistance is, the, is the, our destiny. A lot of us think that we have to struggle. A lot of us believe that there has to be discomfort. But it's get I I say Matrix members give yourself permission to enjoy the highs and lows of life. Mm. Yeah, ride it like a roller coaster. When 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 you feel anxious and in pain, ride its dick instead of like life has pain and pleasure, right? And sometimes what I tell people, like especially if they're feeling a lot of pain, fear, anger, anxiety, sadness, I tell them, hey instead of like resisting your pain ride its dick like literally like imagine that you're having sex with your anger like imagine that you're having sex with your sadness and your joy you know and and ride its dick like a roller coaster you know what i'm saying like imagine a roller coaster that only went up think about it no one likes that shit i'd be like (laughs) no it would make no sense it literally makes no sense. What goes up must come down, right? Like, so so ride the waves instead of like trying to climb against it, you know? I like that. Don't climb against it, climax. <laughs> hey, oh my God, that was so good. <laughs> I love it. So what, what are some powers that we start feeling when we start stepping into our confident, authentic selves? What are the, some some of these changes that you felt like I can imagine like the first time we like accept ourselves looking in the mirror and start seeing ourselves like Spider-Man after he got bit by the spider he starts saying like damn I'm I'm kind of beautiful what are some things that you felt some powers that you felt activated Mm, yeah and I think for everyone the answer is different like the powers are gonna be close to like who you are your core your essence whatever that means um So for everyone, it's going to look different. For me, it looked like my playfulness and my mischievous side really came back out. Like, I got funnier. I also got physically more attractive. Like, I started attracting, like, way better sex. Hello. You know, I started, you know, uh, getting much better at public speaking without taking a class. I started to have more energy and desire to do things with delayed gratification like video editing like learning how to rap learning how to sing learning how to dance rather than just like chasing instant gratification um i started getting invited to like crazy opportunities that i was like wait a damn minute you know and even like my ability to manifest what i want increased and not granted again your boy is still human right so like there's still places in my life where i'm reintegrating shadows and i don't think that ever stops um but yeah those are some of the superpowers that came up i would say probably the biggest one though if i could just sum it up is like creativity and capacity for creation can you tell us a story about a client that inspired you to continue life coaching yeah, honestly, every client does in their own way. But in particular, the clients that most inspire me are the ones that are so all in on their pain. I talk about this a lot, right? Pain. I'm a shadow worker more than anything. I help people navigate the metaphorical underworld of the human consciousness. You know, like... I've, I've, there was one client in particular that I was supporting her with grief after an abortion. And that was the most beautiful series of sessions I've ever done in my life. I mean, she was so 
willing to feel the pain. She wasn't trying to fix it away. She was like, I am grieving. Like if I lost a child, even though it was a choice in abortion and I don't want to be doing anything else. And who she became after that is insane. Like she got, she got the highest paying job she's ever had in her life working much less hours. She finally let go of a toxic ex that she was addicted to. So many things just naturally happened because of her willingness to let this clean grief crack her heart wide open. And it was so much that she was like, enough is enough in this area of my life and that area of my life and that area of my life. And it, that really taught me that like, you know, as within, so without, like the more willing I am to say yes to pain, the more willing I am to experience all of aliveness, including pleasure. Fuck yeah. Like I'm going to keep doing that even more and helping people do that even more. I'm not interested in working with people that are like, love and light only and if they want that they can go hire a love and light bypass life coach you know like that's just gonna tell them to say affirmations like all day every day and i love affirmations right i'm making a joke i'm like poking fun right now but like you know i'm interested in helping people say yes to aliveness so if that's if that's what you're in on if you want life to feel like a quest you know i'm your boy <laughs> Oh, I love your charm, Carlos. Like you're, you got that fuck yes energy just coming out of every pore. I love it. Thanks, boo. Oh my <laughs> god, uh, I was feeling kind of sad today, but wow, holy shit, what magic we're creating here! <laughs> Absolutely, your your words truly like set my heart free, and I know for our Matrix members, they have to be feeling inspired right now. Thanks. Yeah, you know, I know what it's like. I know what it's like to desire and I still desire all the time every day like my next version is whispering to me yo when are we gonna hang out bro and like that never stops I know what it's like you're not alone seek people seek whether it's mentors friends you know stop hanging out with people that make you feel hungover hang out with people that are constantly pointing out your gifts you know, it gets to be easier than we think. Absolutely. Amen. And Matrix members, you're in for a treat. Carlos started a new juicy podcast. I would love for you to give us a little sneak preview of what you got cooking over here. Okay. So my spot, my podcast is called the Spiritual Thirst Trap Podcast. As of right now, it's only on Spotify, but soon to be on other uh, Spotify and Anchor, soon to be on other platforms. Um, the spiritual thirst trap podcast. So if you want to listen to like a self-improvement sort of spirituality, quote unquote podcast that feels fun as fuck is unhinged. Like sometimes I'll even have a few drinks and then record an episode. Like I always tell people like, bring you to this. I'm not here to fix you. Like I'm here to help you have fun into your bigness. So if that's what you want and you, and it's explicit too. So I'm probably gonna get censored in some places. I talk about sex. I talk about everything. Like so, um, it's fairly new, but uh, yeah, I love it. Listen to it. The Spiritual Thirst Trap Podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and the link will be in the description below. I also love the program that you're working on, the Academy of Villains. Can you tell oh me God. about being a villain, the active, activating that side? Yeah, so uh, I part of what I do is help people step into their villain era. So this is one of my offers, right? Like I do one-on-one -on -one work, but I, this is a group program that I created called the Academy of Villains. And it's all about helping people step into their villain era. And, you know, a lot of people are like, why would I want to be a villain? And I'm like, okay, it's not about hurting people. That's not what I'm teaching you. What I'm teaching you is how to say yes to yourself and stop sacrificing yourself for others. And when you first start doing that, you feel like you're being a villain, but it doesn't mean you actually are one. But instead of like resisting that, I was like, let's just own it. We're villains, you know, like Academy of Villains, step into your villain era. Um, and it's it, you're surrounded by a group of people who are are in their enough is enough energy with people pleasing uh, people ready to take up space. I have some people working on content creation and posting content that 
scares them instead of this people pleasing bullshit, right? Like I have people working on how they dress. I have people working on dating in that program. I have people working on um, uh, all of them. I have people on setting boundaries with their partner, right? Like, um, but the idea is, is learning how to say yes to you and understanding that when you say yes to you, the whole world benefits and people are going to think you're a villain. And that's not a problem. You kind of are one. So let's just own it. Um, yeah. I love that. And I love that you're mentioning this because what I'm like learning from watching pop media and like what we depict as villain, who are the villains? Villains are the people who had pure hearts that got, you know, kind of left, like feels like, well, they just don't match the same agenda as the mass media or like what the government wants us to have. Like, I feel like a villain is actually a, a hero with their own intention. So I love that you said that once we start saying yes to ourselves, some people are going to cast us as villains. And it comes full circle back to what you were saying earlier. People want to crack the whip and say, get back in line. We don't have to listen. That's where we have our free will. And mm. Yeah. And when you're breaking out of that, the world is going to see you as a villain, right? Like, you know, think of something like V for Vendetta, right? Like, uh, you know, the anonymous people and like the, the, the guy with the mask, like he has villain energy, but like, is he the villain? Mm -hmm. You know, who's really the villain, right? Like, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's all about learning how to say yes to you. And, and instead of trying to not be the villain, like I encourage people, like actually part of the work is like doing things that you think make you a villain, but actually aren't villainous, like posting your unpopular opinions on social media or wearing a see-through shirt at the grocery store. I love it. <laughs> can you give, can you, um, before we start our rapid fire, I got some three random fun questions to ask for you. Would you like to give some words of wisdom for our Matrix members before we rapid fire? Hmm, let's see what, what feels present right now. Okay, 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 okay. This is just a random little tool that I use. Um, and it's, it's really, in a nutshell, if you practice this tool, it's going to increase your capacity for pleasure. But literally all day, in every present moment, you are experiencing thousands of sensations in your body, right? Some of them are painful, some of them are pleasurable, and some of them are neutral, right? Specifically, when you're like in a moment of pain, it's really easy to be like, I'm in pain, and to just only be pain and only feel the pain. But remember, hold pain in one hand, experience all of life in the other. So in a moment of pain, be like, okay, there is pain in my body. I see it. I feel it. And ask yourself this question. Where else in my body am I also experiencing pleasure? Sometimes it's inside the pain, actually. Right? And from a nervous system, neurological, neuroscience standpoint, what you pay attention to grows, right? Thoughts aren't just these ethereal floating things like in the cosmos. They're physical things happening. Neural pathways are being created every millisecond. So what you pay attention to grows. If you pay attention to pleasure, and if you, if you go to Jedi Master level, which is like finding pleasure inside the pain, then your capacity for aliveness literally increases. You feel more. And, and you're able to handle it, right? Um, and when you learn to constantly, like literally all right now, I'm like, okay, where in my body am I experiencing pleasure or erotic energy even? Like I feel it sort of like in my armpit area, there's like this aliveness, this tingling. And just by paying attention to it, it starts to grow. Dead ass. It's literally happening right now. Do this, do this, do this, do this every day, as many times as possible, whenever, right? Like... Let's say you're driving, you know, keep your eyes on the road, of course, and be like, what about this feels pleasurable right now? And constantly ask yourself to pay attention to your pleasure inside the body. Locate it. Is it a tingling in your throat? Is it an expansion in your forehead? Is it a buzzing in your arms? Like locate it and just pay attention to it. That's all you have to do. 
just notice it. You, you just saying that got my kundalini energy all like this. Like I'm excited so, to, right after this call, I'm gonna lay down and just do that. <laughs> girl, ride, I, I ride that kundalini. <laughs> so ready for a rapid fire girls? Let's do it. Do you know your personality type? Do you know your personality type? Uh, like the 16 personalities typology stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm the campaigner, ENFP. Me too. Uh, and yeah, fuck yeah. Hello, podcasting. It makes complete <laughs> sense. Love it. Do you believe in love at first sight? Not really. What's your Not thoughts really. about it? I feel like love at first sight is us being taught to romanticize uh like explosiveness in relationships and i actually don't think that that's really safe and secure long term i don't think that really lasts i love your answer brings a lot of perspective thanks if you could become a robot partly what would you try out um so i used to watch this show called full metal alchemist which is an anime and i would literally try having an auto male arm and an auto male leg auto male is essentially like this robotic arm that's like designed to your body structure or leg it's a limb and it connects to your nerves but like he used to have like guns and he would transform them into like guns and swords and stuff that's what i would do i love that show me too where can our matrix members find you if they would like to work with you or follow your journey um to follow me, I'm, I'm like most active on instagram which is at carlos de la playa super active on tiktok as well carlitos de la playa there twitter de la playa carlos and facebook carlos de la playa i had to switch them on all of them but whatever it is what it is um and my podcast you know, uh, if, if you look at my content, there's constant invitations to reach out to me to work with me. I always tell people, just send me a DM if you want to work with me um, or even connect, you know. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you so much, Carlos, for being on the show. I feel so energized and excited. I can't wait to release this episode. Thank you so much for trusting me. It means a lot. Your questions fucking slap, sis. <laughs> yes. If you're interested in being a part of Carlos Coaching Program, follow him on social media and send him a personal message. All of Carlos' social media links will be in the description below. All feedback is welcomed and it helps us serve our fellow Matrix members. To stay up to date with our Matrix mentors and what we have in store for you, bookmark our website and subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. It was great having you with us on the Organic Matrix show, and we'll be seeing you on the next download. <laughs>